Hi, I'm Kent from Denver, Colorado. Hey, I'm Travis Pope from Kirksville, Missouri. Hey, I'm Will Stouffer from Los Angeles. The Sound of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. You should support the show like I did. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. Once a month or so, we check in with our friends at the AV Club to help us separate the wheat from the chaff of the world of popular culture. This month, we're joined by Keith Phipps, the AV Club's editor, and Scott Tobias, the film editor of the AV Club. Gentlemen, welcome back to The Sound of Young America. Well, hello. Thanks for having us. It is always a pleasure to have you. Let's get right into those culture picks. Um, Scott, let's talk a little bit uh, about Meek's Cutoff. Um, This is a film set uh, in the American West on the Oregon Trail, to be specific. Uh, It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in 2010. Uh, Stars Bruce Greenwood, Paul Dano, and Michelle Williams. And um, here's a scene from the movie. Uh, In this scene, Michelle Williams and Bruce Greenwood, uh, who plays the titular Meek, uh, are guiding a small group through the Oregon desert. So that's what you think, that we're lost? I'd say that seems about the right word for it. We're not lost. We're not lost, we're just finding our way. I certainly hope so. We're going to make it all right. Oh, you don't need to patronize me, Mr. Meek. Well, that, now, well, now I think you're flirting with me, ma'am. You don't know much about women, do you, Stephen Meek? Well, I, I, I know... Something rather? <laughs> if you say so. Well, I know women are different from men. I know that much. Well, I'll tell you the difference if you care to hear it. <laughs> I don't doubt you will. Women. Women are created on the principle of chaos. The chaos of creation, disorder, bringing new things into the world. Men are created on the principle of destruction. So, Scott, my whole understanding of the Oregon Trail is based in uh, the Apple II Plus. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if a big issue is wagon wheels breaking or people getting dysentery, um, but I can only assume that that is the crux of this film. You know what? It's remarkably faithful to the game. <laughs> uh, the, the experience is very similar. Uh, if you're used to uh, bad things happening on the Oregon Trail then uh, in the video game, then I think the, the movie recreates that perfectly. Um, I think if you remember, Jesse, uh, you, know, you talked to Noel and I uh, in the middle of the Toronto Film Festival. And at, at that time, we had said that it was you know one of the weaker festivals we'd been to. But then on the last day, I saw this movie, and this this may be the, my favorite movie I've seen since I've been reviewing movies. Uh, you know, it's shot in a very austere style. Um, you know, my, my critic friend Mike D'Angelo called it uh, Jerry on the Prairie. You know, it's, it's, it's a film that's extremely evocative of the physical hardships of traveling down the trail. Um, I, I absolutely love this movie. What, what specifically moved you so much about it? 
you know, I, I, I like that style. I mean, I, I like the, the deliberateness of it. I like the physicality of it. It, it just, it, you get a sense of just how, how hard it is and how, how, how tough this journey is. And, and, and really, the stakes could not be higher for, the, for these families. You know, there's this you know, incredible sequence where, they have, to, where, where they have to guide their wagons down a hill, you know, and they, they're using rope to do it. And, and um, you know, and, and as, they're, as they're lowering it down, you, you, you realize that if, if they let go or, if, or if, a, if a wheel comes off or if something happens, that's, that's the end of their, their lives. They can't move on from there. So, so the stakes are really high. It's just a powerful experience, and it's a beautiful, beautiful look at it as well. Keith, there is a new uh, film by the Iranian director Abbas Kiarostami. I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. Uh, called Certified Copy. Now, this is a a film by an Iranian director, but not uh, starring Iranian actors. The star is Juliette Binoche. Um, It premiered at Cannes, where Binoche won the Best Actress Award. It's just now uh, appearing in the United States. Um, Most of the film is in French, but here's a short clip from the movie that is in English. Where do you want to go? I don't know. uh, Nowhere I particularly want to go. I'm happy just driving. Driving? Driving around... Well, you, you've got to do the driving. I, I get to sit here and, and look at the view. Right. I have an idea. I can take you to a place you find it uh, interesting. Oh, just one thing. Uh, will it take long? How, how, long, how far is it? Half hour. Is that oh, okay with you? Yeah, that'll be fine. I have to be back here at nine for my train. Nine o'clock. Keith, uh, as I understand it, Kiarostami's work has often been concerned with the relationship between truth and fiction and reality and representations of reality and this is um uh and this is a a great example of that yeah that's true and it's often in a very lo-fi kind of kind of way um in some ways this is is keeping with what he's done before even though there's a break in in that it's it's shot outside of iran it's shot with professional actor or a professional actor julia binoche and co-stars william schimmel who is a professional performer uh but as an opera singer um and and i don't want to say too much about the plot of the film without uh because it would give too much away but suffice it to say that uh julia binoche plays the owner of an antique shop uh, in Tuscany, and Schimmel plays an author, uh, an English author, who is traveling through Italy on a lecture tour, and they spend the day together driving around, uh, initially at least, and that's another Kiarostami trademark, these sort of long conversations in cars. And then at a certain point, the movie shifts uh, very subtly, uh, and then not so subtly, and and you kind of have to, it's certainly a film that rewards attention. Um, it, is, uh, it is a remarkable film, and I almost feel like I've, I've, I've talked about it so much uh, at the AV Club and elsewhere that, uh, that I, I risk, uh, I risk uh, overpraising it, but it's one of those films I'm not sure you can. Scott, your next pick is uh, from one of the masters of cult horror, uh, Dario Argento, and it's called Inferno. Um, it, it just came out on a 30th anniversary Blu-ray disc. Uh, let's take a listen to a scene from the movie. I'm sure I stepped on blood. Did you notice the door handle was broken? Yes, I did. I want to tell you something. I used to wonder about Rose's ravings, her nervousness, her fear of death, the myth of the three mothers. What's that? She has a fixation. Three Latin names. Mater Suspiriorum, the mother of sighs. Mater Lacrimorum, the mother of tears. 
and Mater Tenebrarum, the mother of darkness. Rose read about them in an old book, and she talks as if it were a true story. Rose thinks that someone living in this building... No, I can't explain it. She'll have to tell you. Such strange, impossible things. She's convinced that this building is in some way connected with those three mothers. Scott, why does this film speak to you uh, 30 years after it was released? Well, it's it's quite it, it actually kind of helps complete the puzzle for me. I you know, it, it this is the second film in Argento's Three Mothers trilogy. Uh and it came 3 years after his most famous movie, which is uh 1977 Suspiria, and uh 27 years before he concluded it with uh the very disappointing uh, Mother of Tears. And um, Suspiria was in Germany, and uh, this one, uh, Inferno, is in New York. And even though it does t- t- takes place in New York, it's really Argento land. It's it's ornate and it's otherworldly. And uh, you know, and as with uh, Suspiria, it, the movie is shot in beautiful primary colors, uh, very striking, you know, reds and blues, uh, which stand out in sharp contrast to the darkness and murk that defines most films in the horror genre. Are there any particularly uh, spectacular horror moments that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, there are a couple. I mean, there's there's one where where a woman goes down to there's a there's a pool in the in the in the basement of this building, uh, and she drops her keys into it and and sort of swims down to get the keys, and it's just this. She goes down into this what looks like this sort of preserved chamber uh, that hasn't not been accessed for for forever, and uh, and it's it's one of those sequences that's that's both um, you know terrifying and, and and full of full of dread, but but also kind of uh, beautiful and quiet. Uh, and there's another sequence that's set entirely to a Verde uh, opera, and uh, you know another, another sequence where, where someone is is attacked by rats. I think it's these kinds of horror moments that really uh, redeem in, in Inferno because it, it certainly has its its awkwardnesses. Keith, let's move away from film and uh, onto music and talk a little bit about Kurt Vile. Um, he's a guitarist and singer from Philadelphia, former member of the band War on Drugs. Uh, he's been compared to a, a sort of twisted Springsteen or, or Tom Petty. Um, and he's got a new album out called Smoke Ring for My Halo. Let's listen to a song from that album. It's called Jesus Fever. I packed my suitcase with myself, but I'm already gone. Cleanse myself with So, Keith, what do you find so compelling about Kurt Vile? Well, I, I, I'm not sure that any of those compar- points of comparison, actually, I'm really hearing that on, on, on the album at all. And, and in some ways, I feel like I'm just playing catch-up because I only started listening with his 2009 album, his first from Matador, um, that was Childish Prodigy. But And I like that album a lot, but this one just really grabbed me in a way that even that one didn't. It's kind of got this haunted... Um, it sounds like it's kind of recorded in, in, a, in a room by himself um, with uh, nothing but loneliness to keep him company. Uh, but uh, it's um, beyond the atmosphere. There's a real catchiness to these these songs as well. Um, so I guess maybe that's where you can, you can hear the uh, Tom Petty comparisons for all the sort of like 
desolate sonics that he traffics in. These are songs that stick in your head. Scott, Keith, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jesse. Keith Phipps is the editor of the AV Club. Scott Tobias, the film editor. You can find them online at avclub.com. When I'm a ghost, I'll see no reason to run when I'm already gone. If it wasn't taped, you could escape this song, but I'm already gone. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. If you're interested in joining us at MaximumFun.org as an intern, you can find information on how to apply at MaximumFun.org slash internships. We're currently accepting applications for interns for the summer term. If you want more information on how you can become an intern at MaximumFun.org, just visit MaximumFun.org slash internships. MaximumFun.org is on the move, and we're headed to you, Midwest. Uh, You can catch The Sound of Young America live April 13th at the Second City in Chicago with special guests including Peter Sagal and, I'm not making this up, wrestler-slash-comedian Colt Cabana, as well as musician Robbie Folks and some great stand-up comics. Uh, You can also catch Jordan Jesse Go live in Ann Arbor on April 15th. Uh, Some talks from me and Jordan on April 16th, again in Ann Arbor, at the Ann Arbor District Library. Then we'll be back in Chicago for a Jordan Jesse Go live show on April 17th at the Second City with special guests, my brother, my brother, and me. So, I hope we'll see you, Midwest, in Chicago and Ann Arbor from April 13th to 17th. You can find all the information under live shows at our website, MaximumFun.org.